special the return uh as always with sporting panda how are you i'm all right yeah how are you nice to be back in the room together when was the last time when was our uh we haven't spoke for a long time particularly our... do you want to hear do you want to hear theme tune i um i mean just old time's sake yeah go on considering the mood that we've got and what we're dealing <laughs> with at the moment really i don't know if i've used this one before hang on go on wait for the lyrics You hear that? Yeah, I did hear it. <laughs> With no reaction to it. I mean, what, what do you want me to I do? lie, I cheat, I steal. That's Eddie Guerrero. Oh. Do, you not, do you not know Eddie Guerrero? No, I do know the name. He I passed away from a heart attack. He had a relationship oh, with China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I lie, I cheat. Diva Laratha. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's Eddie Guerrero. So similar to our former leader of uh, a gambling company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should not, he, he will not be. He named. should not be named. The Lord oh. Voldemort. Of, yeah. Uh, see, people are looking. Eddie. Eddie G. See, people do know. Yeah, yeah. Ben Curtis knows. Eddie G yeah, as well from Gaz. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Guerrero of the uh, Radicals when he come into the uh, WWE. Dean Lenko, Chris Benoit and some others. Do you know what happened to Chris Benoit, Fig? No, I don't. Very, very surprising. Sad, amazingly, I don't know what no, happened No, amazingly, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he, he'd done something very bad to his wife. Oh, did he? I won't go into that. Yeah, oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, no, so we have not spoken in a long time, have we? I've been... Well, on my air, we haven't. No, we we spoke a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah. How you've how, so? How are you then? What's going on? How are you feeling about everything? I'm all right. Uh, I I feel like we go through kind of peaks and troughs. Like I feel angry, annoyed, yeah, and then like there's like a lull for a while, yeah, and then something happens, like a document comes up or someone tweets something, yeah, yeah, yeah. A screenshot, and I'm suddenly like, yeah, that's that's not right, is it? Or that's fucked up, and then I'm like, well. It, it, I'm finding it really hard. It really stings. And I don't think there's any shame in that. I mean, when no. it when it first unfolded the first couple of weeks, you know, you feel stupid, foolish. And yeah. um, I kind of rallied a bit myself and I spoke to um, Lydia. Now I forget her surname. She was a BBC radio producer and was talking to the guys in FI Group Action and went on with Khan, with Dunwell, as you may have heard. And so yeah. I was quite busy in those first few weeks. A bit like after a bereavement, you kind of, yeah. you go into overdrive trying to sort things out. And then it just hit me, the severity of it. And it's put quite a strain on family here. And um, it's been a very, very difficult period. And I've kind of stepped away from the limelight, stepped away from social media. I've got to give a big shout out to all the guys in the FI group action. So Westy and ASP mm. and... Um, Oh, Mr. Market, I should get the full list up actually. And the work that they're doing and how busy uh, people are is incredible. And, you know, I haven't been able to keep up with it and no shame in admitting that I'm struggling uh, with everything that's unfolding. I've kept an eye on the C the CBA and the document last week, but it's been very difficult. Um, but here we are back now. We have to try and move on as best we can. Got to make sure my gut health is important. Gut health is a good thing. Oh, I've yeah. told you about this Still, before, haven't I? You have the, the, yeah. the, the biomes. Yeah, more moving into a ferment, you, you, fermented diet because there's such a co- correlation between. What is it? Is it kimchi that's very good, right? <laughs> kimchi, sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what about the little? Um, the little... Old memories talking about this. <laughs> what about the little? I mean, look, this stuff uh, fucking shit. Fi was for nine months. That's what we were talking about. Um, what it, was little... just, it was just. It was. It was. like pulling teeth every week, wasn't it? As the market every was just week, sinking. every week, every Panda week, want to do the podcast. <laughs> 
every single week. And, oh. uh, yeah. I remember no, when was... Mike, do you remember when Mike took over and you said like, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just like the passenger. It's just the passenger seat driver moving over to the, um, yeah. the main driver seat. I, I don't know what type right of cosmetic. And... For, did for you me... see the document? He, he's not even CEO of the index. Did you see that? No, no. I mean, there are so many companies there that it's, um, it's, yeah. it's quite... look again, none of this is disclaimer. None of this is legal advice, financial advice, you know, um, uh, even though Panda's background is in accountancy, none, none of what we say should be taken as kind of advice and what you do in, in kind of the impending investigation with lead day, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, for me, like I've got no idea. Like there are like five, six companies there. Um, there are, uh, you know, CEO of one, CEO of another, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's very difficult for the average person to understand what's going on there and also understand mm. the severity of um, what is actually, do, do you know what I mean? Like what is, well, I what wrote is, this what today is big news and, and what is not big news. Do, do, do you know what gets frustrates me? And I, I shied away from the media obligations because it become very frustrating and very difficult to deal with. But the scandal isn't a scandal because people place bets and lost. I mean, I wrote this today. That happens all the time, every single day, and you know that's what keeps that's what keeps the betting industry or gambling industry afloat. Um, so it's the that the bookmaker took bets on board football index without any intention of being able to pay them out and ran off with the stakes. Mm. And we don't know where they've siphoned off money, um, and, and and we'll see what can be covered by legal action moving forward. It's like backing a horse at the national. Um, and then as the rider clears the final fence, the bookmaker you place the bet with declares bankruptcy and walks away with your stake. You know, it's it's mm. a tragedy. I mean, we place bets and because those bets were such good value and they got their numbers wrong, the house went under. Yeah. And that's the, you know, this isn't just gamblers losing money. Um, yeah, I, I it's important that that isn't it. lost. And while I'm on that, actually, I'll tell you what, come out, your podcast I listened back to with Adam from last spring and mm. he mentions that they were audited by a big six accounting yeah. firm. Now, in my eyes, you've got the big four, uh, PwC, EY, Deloitte and KPMG. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's Grant Thornton and is it BDO? I've not been in the accounting world for a little while, but you've got those big six. And I thought, wow, if they've got these accounts signed off by a big six audit firm, that's pretty big. Yeah. But the thing is, it was Sam Rogoff and co who shared an office with them. And I don't mean to call out the auditor who signed it off. Her name is Emily. She's a director at the company. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot of, uh, I guess we need to be careful in what we say, but yeah. there's a lot of question marks that have to be directed at all of the different avenues along this journey. The mm-hmm. forensic accountant from the gambling commission who was in there monitoring this, um, Sam Rogoff and co the chartered accountants who don't even look like they're in the top 100, never mind big six, who yeah. audited these financial statements. I mean, that balance sheet looked, I've, I haven't seen a balance sheet like that. There didn't seem to be any ring fencing of liabilities or dividends to pay out. They seemed to be just living month to month and running it like a Ponzi from afar. I mean, obviously more will come out and that's the beauty of this. The administrators seem to have, they're performing their role. Then we've got Lee Day to pick over the bones and look at it. I think as a community, you know, I don't think they expect us to mobilise and come together so well. And I think our job is to keep massive spotlight on this, if nothing else, and don't let it go away and don't let people wriggle away from it. Because the more spotlight on it, uh, the more investigation we get, the more will come out of it. I was also told that people that work at the Gambling Commission aren't allowed gambling accounts and aren't allowed to gamble. So you question their expertise in the matter and how they dealt with it. And it does seem like it's fallen between this blind spot between having an FCA license 
and a gambling commission license. Yeah. And no one knew how to model these players, price these players. Well, I mean, Football Index clearly didn't, right? Well, they don't. They, the way they booked revenue looked incredibly like rudimental to me in terms of, okay, bets or shares sold, shares um, bought back, which gives you some kind of net gaming revenue, and then dividends paid out gross. There was no indication of having any gambling or bookmaking expertise in terms of setting prices for footballers, uh, modelling values of players moving forward. I mean, Kieran, how he escapes without more. I mean, he was meant to be the brains behind the operation. Mm. Nothing seems to have been priced up. And they just took on too many bets, didn't keep a cap on supply. Um, they were running a very fatty ship. I will say that. The operator. Yeah, I costs. was just about to say that. Like, yeah. they had 150 people. Um I uh, or hundred. I don't know how many exactly across all the companies, but I mean, someone told me the other day that Smarkets have like fifty six or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean look, like they were running a fatty ship, and it was expensive uh, as startups are, and they they could have been leaner. And I think yeah. they were really out of their depth. Businessmen, as we've always hinted at, but it's uh, there's so there's, there's there's lots of bits at fault here, but out of their depth, running a running a, a kind of loose ship with a lot of money wastage, but but most importantly as a bookmaker, getting their odds heavily wrong and the, the weight of money um, in, in good bets was was crippling them. And in terms of softening off money, where it's gone, the lies, the statements over the last year, such as the big six accounting firm, such as NASDAQ, such as misrepresentation, like, you know, Westy has done an incredible job of putting together a timeline of evidence. So has Tim. There's... There's dozens of guys in these group chats that have been, you know, nothing's been missed. And that's, that's what I'm proud of as a community and a timeline. I think I tweeted, I think I tweeted if only, if only the people at the company were as passionate as, and talented as the people using it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a shame, right? Cause there's so many very talented, some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, and I've worked in, you know, financial services, the kind of crypto world where there's so many brain boxes. Some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life are, are through, through FI. Um, and this shows as well, this wasn't just a bunch of mugs that have been taken taken up the high road. Like, I think I was explaining it to a friend the other day. She was like, uh, oh, is, wasn't this just like gambling addicts? Uh, it was just like an addiction. That, that's what upsets me. That's why I, I was not- just like, yeah. I was like, imagine if you paid for a gym membership for the year and that gym member and that gym knew they were closing down next month. Mm. That's basically the, like as, as rudimentary as that is, that is the simplest way that I could put it to someone who has no idea what FI is or anything about the gambling world. I was like, yeah. imagine you paid for a gap, like, you know, a gym membership just, for a year and it was, it closes next week. Just little things piss me off. Like we've got rid of IPD and that's a massive barrier to entry moving oh. into Germany. Like, what a load of shit. Well, and was, to be fair, we even had a couple of people in the community and this is uh, not putting blame out there, but we were so invested in, in the product and we loved it so much. And do you know what? I've actually genuinely missed it uh, as a game, not the gambling buzz and the endorphins, but researching players uh, and having a community and discussing footballers. It was incredibly fun at weekends. And I think what, if anything that we're guilty of, it was that one, we wanted it to succeed so much we perhaps turned a blind eye to some of the yeah. warning signs. But, but do, do you know what? Even with the Germany... And we swallowed thing, the lies. Even with the Germany thing, right? I had very, very, very smart people in and out of FI, the, the FI world, not FI the company, like mm. people involved in FI, right? Whether they're a trader or whatever. 
on either sides of that fence. So I, I remember being on the podcast with you being and being like, mm, you know, think about how much resource is needed to expand into a country. Like I, at my old job, I was tasked with um, uh, pushing the company's brand into the US, like from a content standpoint. And it's fucking impossible, right? It's really hard, let alone, um, let alone like a fucking gambling product, right? Which is, which requires so much resource from a legal and, and technical perspective, a new platform, multi-currency FX, uh, you know, Germany has state by state law. The layer of the law in Munich to Bavaria is actually different. Right. Um, I've got cousins who are German, right. So that, that's, that's why I know that. But um, I, I like, on the other hand, I had people who were like, yeah, I think this might happen. I've had like, um, you know, I've had a couple of conversations with this person and this person and they think it's, you know, it, it might go ahead. And I was like, oh, I, I'm quite torn here because my brain says like, there's no chance of this. And but I'm being told by very smart people that it might happen. And this was multiple people. This one, this wasn't one person. I don't, and I don't blame that these people for thinking that it was going to happen. Um, it was just a bit, yeah, we were all invested. Um, got some comments here. Mark Clemson says, hi, all must say, yes, Fig, your hair is looking good tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Barely watch any uh, football anymore. That's that's very sad, mate. Um, mm. You're a big big part of the community with all your uh, data. Um, Jackie Chan says, "Yo, is there any way to get a refund on shares, etc., without using Lead Day? Surely we're entitled to a full refund without having to use law firms." Well, I, I don't think that is going to happen with law firms, to be honest with you, unless the, the government bails out uh, football index traders, which which I'm not sure will happen. Um, sh- before we take our first caller, Panda, because we've been kind of rambling for like 50 yeah, minutes now, yeah. should we talk about uh, what we might be doing with this podcast? Yeah, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and because uh, I'm not entirely sure. So, <laughs> so the ink oh, hasn't that. dried yet. The ink hasn't dried yet. The ink hasn't dried. No, we're thinking of doing like a pet and panda car spinoff, right? And um, I've talked about this in a few blogs before and, and on the podcast, but we're thinking of doing kind of like a forty minute every Thursday show kind of thing. Um, find some sponsors for it, and then also do like a, a Patreon five quid a month and whoever pays it gets like an extra 20 minutes of content a week um and we probably donate like 10 15 to to like a gambling charity or something like that and um uh yeah that's the, that's the plan but we don't really know what we're going to talk about probably going to just be something like this we'll, we'll work it out we'll, i mean that's the, something else. a comment you know there from I, I, have, I want i want like a section which is like pet peeves do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, pet yeah. Peeves every week, like talk about my pet peeves. And we could have, well, like, the, a, we could have a mail in as well. We, we could have like you know problems. a panda corner for advice. Like I've been giving yes, a lot of dating advice recently around <laughs> you know people getting back out there because lockdown's finished and why it's people so could, important. People choose drinks over dinner dates. People could anonymously give you their issues and you could give them advice. Yeah, and there's you know good boredom killers like this is website www.ocearch.org where you can track sharks because I was going down to West Wittering <laughs> Beach on the south coast no genuinely and you can literally find any sharks in your area where they've traveled from i found one the other day that swam across the atlantic to across uh, by africa so there's loads of things that we can actually pass on as wisdom um but no seriously don't do dinner dates with women because they they want to eat but they don't want to eat too much they get bloated they're probably not going to sleep with you uh, and dinner's a big commitment so drinks is best for that if people are out there dating but that but the, but to answer trader tom's question oh yeah i what have you been doing to make, well, not make money, but do you know, everyone's <laughs> gone into the crypto phase and I uh, haven't done anything like that. I mean, I've had a look at so rare crypto doesn't really interest me too much. So I've stayed away from that. So, cause obviously I was spending most of my time 
hour of this podcast and football index was pretty much full time for me. So I've fallen back on what I love, which is the old sports betting. Yeah. But, um, you know, what have you been doing to make money? Make money? <laughs> yeah, well, just what have you been doing, like, time-wise? Time-wise. So I have probably, like, about 10 hours of calls probably a week with people who <laughs> want to do stuff, which is quite fun. Well, like a hotline? Well, yeah, but not really. It's like a business hotline. Oh, right. Not, okay. Um, and then I'm, I've, I'm doing, like, a... So I've done, like, a, a podcast commissioned for, like, a financial services company... I'm doing one right now for a client in in Australia uh, who are like a, my friends who launched like a new neo bank basically in, in Sydney. Mm. Um, I'm doing two different crypto pro- uh, podcasts. Bloody uh, hell, you've been busy. Um, and then doing fig, the yeah. Sora stuff as well. <laughs> Tony said the, the fig, yeah. Um, Flip some crypto it. this week. First bit of money I made. <laughs> I tell you what, now the football season's finished. I'm in a real pickle. I tell you what, well, I've been Euros, doing. Euros, been... Euros, 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 Euros is on, on but I struggle with. Bet on tournaments? No. Not, ah, my best ever bet on a tournament was Belgium to beat Republic of Ireland at 1.7 a few years ago. It was when I think Belgium lost to Italy in the opening game, and then they were in a must-win spot against uh, Republic of Ireland on a Sunday or Saturday. But I haven't tournament betting. I don't do too much. What I've been, do you know, the Wolf Fig. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I've I been coaching well. him quite a lot. And that's really? been quite nice. Yeah, because oh, he lost a lot of money on FI. And I thought, well, if I can give something back and work with him, and it's quite nice. I miss the camaraderie, you know, of the, the kind of the, us Sorry, all I being to together. Cut, I need to cut you off. You Jason Dozel was just saying. Jason, dead leg Dozel. He's the dead leg so this is nice. It's like having that first drink after a time of abstinence following a bout of alcoholism. <laughs> Tastes lovely. <laughs> dead leg Dozel um yeah so no so i've enjoyed totally unhinged i haven't been unhinged but so i've been coaching the wolf and he's been profitable which has been quite a nice feeling so that's where i've been getting my kind of um, your buzz coaching my buzz and yeah i found a recipe for you as well to try do you know what pig brawn is i thought for for a second i thought you meant like a betting recipe i was like i found this old lady listen to this this so right i shouldn't be doing this because we've got to take calls but now i'm back on there i'm kind of excited right i found this old lady who specializes in pig brawn let me give you pig brawn. sorry what's pig brawn it's known as head cheese bear with me what do you mean head right hang on listen to the first 10 seconds and see if you can work out what's going on I like brawn, but I do like to have made it myself. I wouldn't eat anybody else's. I like to know that his ear has been cleaned out properly and his nose has been blown and, you know, that his eye has been taken out. Yeah, so that's how you prepare pig brawn. It's a pig's head. Right, okay. So So you have to make sure you blow the nose, clean the eyes out and clean the ears out and then cover it in water, bay leaves, onion. It's all part of... You just stick it in the oven. Oh, you boil it. And create like a head you cheese. You boil a pig's head. Yes. And do people do that with any other animal. I don't. Th- I think you can have cow's head, um, but pig's head's very good for the gut. And if you know there, so I, you know me, I look at bone broth, pig's head, and I will do what's needed. So there you go. Panda, Panda on about d cheese. No, 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 no. Head Is cheese. Is that someone who's like a pastor who's trying to the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, I don't think this is the right one for this, mate. Can I put that person on a timeout? Put user on a timeout. Right, let's get into the calls. Yes, yeah, yeah, let's. So yeah, Pet and Panda cast coming soon. Um, uh, more details to follow. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's accept our first caller. Bring, 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 bring. 
<sighs> oh, I have to edit this, aren't I? Fuck's sake. Leon's just said yawn. Hello. Hello. Who have we got on the line? Uh, Ron, fat boy, Ron. Oh, you're not looking too fat right now, mate. You're looking really <laughs> slim, actually. You're looking really trim. Mate, this is what happens when you... Uh... Good beard, that as well. Yeah. I remember, you taking, some... I remember you taking some photos and you being a bit chubby, to be fair. Yeah, um... I've, lost, I've lost quite a bit, to be fair. How much like... weight have you lost? Talk to me. Um, I, I don't actually measure it because I okay. just... I, I went on this like weird keto diet. Oh, right. It's one of those where you don't eat carbs. Yeah, it's yeah. shit. It's so boring. Um, but then, yeah, just during lockdown, like the first lockdown, I got pretty, pretty chub. And then um, the second and third, I was like, I just got out there, started running, listened to you guys, um, and just sort of, yeah, just sort of steamrolled it. What have you been listening to since since we've left your life? Uh, Russell Kane. Shit, mate. Oh, it's man. so shit. So you're you're all about bringing the Pandacast back? A hundred percent. I can't believe you let him get away with calling it the Pandacast. Well, what the fuck else am I going to call it? <laughs> I wanted to be honest, Cameron. Cameron loves cheese. Is that? No. Oh no, that no that. Oh, okay. Ignore <laughs> that. I'll just. Um, what's if I traded Tom? Is this the fella who kept putting pandas misses in the extreme <laughs> yeah, situation? It is, it is, no, it's it not. Is it? No, is it? Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. <laughs> oh, it is you. Yeah, sorry about sod. that. He's the one up every week. Um, no, the point that, that why I'm here, I didn't I was reluctant to do this and I've been struggling. And I was like, okay, two questions to the community. How mentally are you faring? That's what I wanted to know. I guess like messages, three messages for each caller. One is keep the spotlight on football index and the scandal that is, and we'll keep fighting as a community for money. So that's number one, or redress. Number two, mentally. How are you doing? How are you spending weekends? Do you watch football? And three, yeah, how do you make money now? <laughs> not everyone. Not everyone. Well, the there's got to be... I mean, it's going to be a million summer. Not, not everyone's like lost half a million quid, mate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so how are you mentally? And how are you coping with it all? Mentally, I'm good because I'm just going out sort of exercising and shit and lockdowns over now pretty much. So yeah. just back in the pubs. Um I'm pretty much like when it first happened, I was just like really numb. Mm. I don't know why, but I wasn't angry. I was just sort of numb to it actually happening. Cause it just it sort of just I don't know, just hit you for six. Yeah. Um and then the sort of anger sort of comes and goes and there's so do, much you, do you miss the buzz? You know, like today, for example, Allegri's gone back to Juventus and God, Conte's left in. Amazing, wouldn't it? And yeah. my, my, like, my brain goes into overdrive because I'm thinking, well, I wonder if Hakimi's going to go. And then I see Tio Hernandez, I think that's how you say his first name, linked to PSG. Yeah. Like, wow, he'll be dominant at left wing back for them. And like all of a sudden, I miss that buzz of trying to kind of map a player's career out. And, yeah. you know, if you miss that yourself. I've majorly missed that. I miss all the yeah. transfer stuff as well. I used to like, you know, I, I, That's it. I wasn't wasn't really into my data, but I was into my transfers and yeah. like, I was pretty pretty good at sort of mapping out where it was like. Where yeah, was. I had a depth chart on the wall. It's really sad actually. I've still got it up on the top left hand corner, <laughs> but it doesn't matter anymore. No. Like about Venkhorst, where is he going to go? It means nothing. No. To no. Um, <laughs> but question to you, Panda: If um, oh. if like Betfair or Bet three six five came back in and bought it out. Yeah. Would you go back in? Would you? Uh, um, Would there be enough do, legitimacy there? There's probably, look, I, I think Fig and I have gone down different paths. So, look, I'm not ashamed of it. I've got a lot of time for, and people will hate me in the community for this, but I spent a bit of time talking to, like, went on Khan's podcast, Geek's Toy, 
love him or hate him and, and some of those because I wanted to get outside of the FI community and what what I want to know what I missed in terms of why this couldn't work. And I think ultimately the challenge is if you get a Bet365 or Betfair take over this company, if they get the odds very accurate of the prices, the market will make the players a fairly accurate price over time. Everyone will trend to a fair price. How can you get enough trading to cover the dividends paid out? Um, I, I don't know what the answer to that is, if it could be done. I, I don't know if there is a feasible business model in there. Um, I, I, just, I just don't know how anyone can accurately predict or... or uh... Like, ha, ha, well, no, well think, no, think, think what Pinnacle Sports do. But like, they, yeah, they, they would they tag me as a they, sh- won't, they wouldn't be able to model footballer careers. No, not as good as the not as well as the market can. And well, therefore, no, but the market doesn't either. The well, market the, wouldn't. The, the wisdom of all crowd principle is that. Is that yeah, the stock market though. No okay. one knows. No, 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 no there will always be natural fluctuation. I mean, yeah. Let's think about Dominic Calvert-Lewin, for example, right? Yeah. Or Ollie Watkins, better, right? He was playing for Exeter like four years ago. There's no way any, however smart you are, whoever whoever the fuck you work for, well, Pinnacle or no, 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 no. Or you're, cr- you're not, you're not gonna. I get it. The market will then, will then, you know, uh, get him at fair value. So yeah, but how do you, as a bookmate, like, right, think about. I don't want to go into the SoRare world, but SoRare, any gambling operator or SoRare, and I've got absolutely no opinion on SoRare, so I'm not going to go into that. But I'm just thinking about that model slightly. Like any gambling operator exists to suck money up to them. And take more bad bets than not. So yep. rare exists to suck Ethereum up. Um, and obviously they collect the Ethereum and they issue the cards. Uh the beauty, I guess, of that is that they're not on the hook for all those cards they issue about pricing them wrong because they cost really nothing to make. And they're so, not offering off a cash out or cash back. And that I... was always the challenge for market makers or instance. Like, how do you set the price and how do you not get burned? as an operator like Football Index. I mean, Football Index didn't even make an attempt at modelling players. Yeah, I mean, they, like. they basically, yeah, as soon as you go to an order book system, they should have been in a situation where they could have stopped minting bets on players that they'd badly priced. So, like, you start IPOing Sancho at 10p, he gets to £15. Realistically, at one point during that, period if you had like a team of traders on the fi side who are managing those liabilities and ensuring they don't get to to like a certain place like they would have just they would have just stopped issuing new bets and let him get to a price where you want to start issuing new bets again so i just that to me seems like a very simple thing to help you stop bleeding to the point where you have to go into an administration but again i i make content right i'm not going to sit here and and, yeah. and say that uh ben, benjamin q says a lot of people think bowen and cole are crooks but i think this narrative may be misguided could they just be complete idiots when I people think, are angry they're irrational what do you think i think i think they're negligent i in terms of crooks siphoning off money people, and stuff like panic, that don't they they panic yeah. when things are going wrong because in terms of, I, if you look at the numbers, we, I think someone did some some uh, data analysis this week, and the figures in terms of tech aren't far off in terms of what you'd expect. What you would expect, and I, I mean, I work in finance, and I know these companies move money about from different accounts, and there is there is a, there, there is examples of people siphoning off money, but in terms of what's in front of us at the moment i i get that but where's the other like 100 in so lee day said it was like so 124.8 124.8 million of bets taken over the company's life 
Yeah. Um, how much was burnt in the last year? IT, um, marketing, and, and a lot of all dividends, the promotions. Div- the dividends, the, they're using the dividends. So uh, ZI Dave says, but it wasn't dividends that led to administration. It was 30 million bled out of the business in 2020 alone, not on dividends. So in 2020, Football Index somehow spent nine mi- uh, 20, uh, 30 million pounds in 2020, sans dividends. Uh, and ZI Dave says Smarkit spend nine million on tech a year, and obviously Smarkits are a you know multi billion pound company, right? Yeah, we don't know what they're trying to build a project, Hadron, though, and that will come out, won't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, as the investigation Smarkets goes on, a sports book and a and an, you know a multi billion pound exchange, right? So yeah, yeah. Think, yeah, you'd think that requires a lot more tech infrastructure than than what FI have. It's uh, all. Very, I think. I think. I think my old mate Chris B. I'm assuming that's Chris Barker. They there's can be both. There's two Chris Bs. Oh, there's two Chris Bs. Oh, like be, be careful. Oh, be very okay. careful. Okay. I, I think. I think they're both. I think they are complete idiots and fools and got way over their head and were living. You know the. The big life, the, the champagne, the Friday night sale, we were going to revolutionise gambling. But I think they were crooks at the same time, to be perfectly honest with you, because I've been told lies by them in yeah. in meetings, uh, mm-hmm. which go back to the trader panels where there's like, we're no way we're going to introduce order books without instant sell. You know, that's what Kira told me to my face and I'll stand up in court and I'll supply that as evidence. Like They have told lies in the last yeah. year. So yeah. you cannot, and, and as an, like, I'm an investor, we're a customer. And even lying about we've got big six audit firm, lots of lies, Oakvale Capital, the list is endless. So they have told lies and they have misled, um, but they were probably never fit or in a position to get the business up to this standard anyway. And the ball was dropped in terms of regulating them somewhere along I the mean, line. I mean, here's, here's a story. Can I just can can make, can I make one point? It's, uh, why was this not regulated by the FCA? Like, I think it fell into a blind spot, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, so so on on the gambling regulators, right? Um, there was clearly an investigation on on FI in early 2020, right? Uh, mm. None of this was aware to us or, or anyone that was trading. Um, but in early 2020, I got an email from uh, <laughs> Dead Leg Dazelles, just said, "Who's the better player, Holgate or Tamori?" That's um, a stupid comment. That is. <laughs> Tamori, Robin salt in the wind. Um, so I, I, I said, I Thomas. I'll be good. I said Sancho. But the did, list of things did. I've got right, Jason. No, no, no. Thomas Deagle, you got him. you got bang on. To be fair, um, silly comment. Right. <laughs> so I, report uh, him. <laughs> should I should I ban him? <laughs> they give him a timeout. Yeah, I can put you in a timeout. Panda twenty. The panda twenty. Um, I so basically in early twenty twenty. This is a little story. In early twenty twenty, I got told by FI that I can't have my face on content anymore. Right. And I was like, cool, why? They were like, you can't be an affiliate and be under 25 at the same time and create content and have your face out there because it would be it's technically seen under our advertising budget, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I was like, cool, that's fine. So what do I have to do? Remove my face from everywhere. And Mike explicitly said to me, he said, the Gambling Commission has sent us a video that you made, the, the beginner's guide that got, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 views now. He said they used it as part of their, like, this is what we want you to change and, and kind of, uh, you know, address. So how the fuck the Gambling Commission we're trawling through someone with like 5,000 subscribers YouTube channel instead of fucking looking at their accounts. I've got no idea. And I cannot, I cannot see any other way that an uh, independent inquiry for the government sees other than the gambling commission have failed spectacularly. How can a bookmaker Scandalous. take on a hundred plus million pounds of bets without the capacity? And, and a lot of people, out? and a lot of people are saying, yeah. a lot of people are saying, I think, um, 
Zed uh, I Dave's been great here in saying he's been very good on um, really good as well. Yes, yeah. really good in all the, the action groups as well. Next so banking 20... background, I think I've been trying to check him out. Anyway, it's not the point. <laughs> twenty million in dividends <laughs> in twenty twenty, right? I don't know how many of those were taken out of FI, right? Oh, it would have been a lot. They all started to get leaked out, didn't they? Yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah, Early I think market. 20. I think from July the market was bleeding. Okay, but let's okay, let's say even. You know, I, I don't know what percent would have got taken out. Let's say sixty-five yeah. percent, right? That's mm. still a lot of money. That's that still stays there. So all the dividend costs on their balance sheets uh, that they've shown, mm. a lot of those would have would have come back into the market. So it's very hard to understand how much net money has actually been taken out of the business, has been lost, etc. All that kind of stuff. It's very difficult. Very very difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. just last thing from you. So. Last thing. I'm hogging hogging the line. Yeah, go on, last one. Uh, um, I just, I just want to sort of understand. I mean, like, I'm obviously we're all responsible for placing money on this, right? Mm. And investing in this, but I just want to sort of uh, question my own how I got to a point where I put half my savings mm. on a on a bet. And at, at the time, I was I, I listened to your podcast, mm. and uh, and obviously we're saying that it's not an investment; it's a bet. What have mm. you? And I saw it as a gamble. I'm like, I'm responsible enough to say that I was gambling my money, but I didn't see it as a bet. I saw it as an investment. Yeah. And now, now the fact, uh, like Fig, like now you, like you're not bound by the bed. You can, <laughs> you can, you can. Quite literally, sitting in a chair in front of his bed. You, you can say whatever you want now. But yeah, did you? Obviously, you invested a lot of time in it. Did you yeah. really see this as a bet, or did you see this as a long-term investment? Well, I saw it as a long-term bet. The thing for me is like, uh, the way I see things, right, is um, whenever there are massive margins in any business, a walk of business or industry, there's room to, room for disruption, right? You see it in gambling, or we thought we were going to see it in gambling. You see it in banking with the massive margins that, um, that, that big banks have on mortgages, overdrafts, lending money, et cetera, uh, and how someone like Monzo comes in and acquire lots of customers. When there are lots of mar- like massive margins, there's room for disruption, and either one or two things happens: um, regulators hinder that disruption, or they get disrupted. Now, the margins in gambling are massive. I, since the downfall of FI, I've spoken to people where I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, look, this was terrible, but the worst thing that could come of this in the future is to allow the big four cartel to continue sucking money out of. Uh, the public's uh, pockets for for pretty much nothing, right? Like they are offering pretty limited value to society, Marriage. and they're making a margin of ninety eight percent on like all their customers, right? Like only like two percent of betters win. So when you have a margin like that, there's definite room for disruption. Now, what you can do in a traditional sense is 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 shorten odds, right? What FI did were shorten odds massively, probably way too much. Didn't model them, but also did it in a kind of uh, quasi long term bet type type thing right and now look again we'll go back to the point where i said i don't exactly know if or how it could ever work for me i would have thought that like if people were trading really well at one point they were making 20 30 a year and that's tax-free they'd be laughing right um obviously we've never got to that stage it's very difficult to kind of say how or what would have been required to get us there certainly a lot of capital certainly very very competent people on the other side trading the liabilities for the company uh, and three very competent management and four like more uh i guess kind of um i guess kind of more uh 
I don't know how to like a better relationship with regulators because like from kind of the only comparison I have is kind of like um, in 2017 when the whole crypto ICO token thing happened. I remember we would have people from, again, I don't know if I am allowed to say this properly, but we'd have people from the FCA, we'd have people from other regulators coming on our, on our podcast. And it was so, so clear that they just had no idea what they're talking about. They didn't really know how to regulate this thing. And now it's not exactly the same, slightly tangential, but I do think, like, if you sat, uh, we've said it on the podcast, even Adam said it on, on, on the podcast when he came on, he said, we don't really think the gambling regulators understand our model. And lo and behold, he was right to a, to a, to a fatal level. So so that's those those are my thoughts, really, that, like, when there are margins that are so big in any industry, it's going to be disrupted in one way or another. Like, even look at um, e-commerce, right? Like, the margins that big e-commerce ha- companies have are massive. And over the pandemic, like, loads sprout up. And um, it's always going to happen. Uh, but uh, my fear is, basically, we've got gambling legislation that's going to change at the end of the year. The white paper comes in December. I think that it's very important that there are some very progressive people or, or, or who help create the, the future of gambling. Because... I just like, I think Matt Zarb's been amazing, but I remember having a conversation with him saying like, this is awful and it should never happen again. But like to have the status quo continue for the next 10, 15 years would be equally as bad in my opinion. But again, that's just me. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll see what happens at the end of the story and and, and beyond really. Um, Before I go, I just want to plug uh, one thing. I, I, um, I run nightclub events. So in, uh, in Tottenham, there's a place called Grow, and our first event since lockdown is 9th of July. If any traders want free entry and have a little there. and have a little meet up, um, drop right, me no. drop me a DM. Run for boy, run on Twitter. What's it called, What's it called? Grow. Yeah, so 9th of the, July. Yeah, so what time? Uh, is it a, a vol- volunteer-run community garden offering a cafe bar? Is it that? <laughs> It is during the day, but it turns into a nightclub during. So, during like the night. garden to a nightclub. It's all a bit hippie, you know. Okay. Oh, you it's know. too cool but, for um, me. Do you wear bow ties and things there? No, nah, like, braces. That's what you got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, drop me a DM. I'll wait you on the guest list. So oh, um, I'm there. Honestly, I've just put it in my calendar. Cool. Plus plus five, if, if possible. Yeah. Ashley, <laughs> ha- is it Ashley Road? Is that where I'm coming to potentially? I don't know. N17, 9LZ? Yeah, that, that sounds okay, good. Like You're not coming out. anyway, Panda, are right? you? Yeah. <laughs> You're a bit too old for that, aren't you? <laughs> See you later, mate. Get him off, get him off the line. Comments right, like that. Right, later, cheers. Wait. Cheers, bye. Mel, Mel says here, M, MDJ, Mel says, I can't believe, hang on, what she, there was a comment I saw, but I've lost it now. Um, doubling dividends she spoke about last year I yeah. mean clearly they put some blame on the customers for that because there was massive backlash but well there was backlash it was their fault the backlash was totally their well, fault Adam put the three rockets out oh, they hadn't God. implemented um, both sides of the order books and the market was tanking so they panicked and they they doubled it up again to try and get sentiment back on side but anyway unbelievable really right who have we got on the line our good friend Andy oh, oh hi Andy beard is magnificent Oh, mate, it's a bit short today because... um what do you mean short? Well, I've been doing housework and when it gets a bit sweaty, it kind of shrinks. 
Oh, it's frizzy. In the morning, when I sh- when I when I get it quite straight, it's down to my belly button. Did you did you listen to the start of the podcast, uh, Andy? Yeah, so I was getting the kids settled, and I tried yeah, to listen yeah. to some of it. One thing that I do want to bring up straight away, which I think is the most important thing, is I want to know about the Sharp website. That, um, <laughs> yes, that yeah. Let, let's all go on to it now. www.ocearch.org. Right. Let's all go on this now. O C E. A R C H O C H dot org. Right. Here we go. Genuine about this, by the way. I'm fascinated yep. by Sharp. Now, if we go over to just off of Portugal <laughs> in the Iberian Basin, click on yeah, that number two there. Number two. Right? What's going on there? Yeah. If you find the shark called Resilient, it's a Mako shark who's a juvenile. Oh, I see uh, it. You can female, see female between five foot eight. That's it. Oh, no, between five foot. 80, yeah. 84 pounds. It's literally crossed the Atlantic. Wow. That's fantastic. Can, amazing. Can you believe this? How long well, has it taken I, I've, I've watched so that's, so many that's documentaries taken, on so that's Great taken White Sharks. That's taken her. Oh, my. No, she's been there since September 2013. She's been a Portuguese citizen, it looks like, since 2014. But surely that last update is 2014. Yeah. Uh, later. Oh, no. Later. Yeah. Later. She must have died, unfortunately. Pandemic. I was just about to say the same thing. Oh. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> she was only. Oh, no. She was only juvenile Panda, as well. Panda's been checking out that latest ping for the last week. <laughs> I'm so sorry to tell you. I've been that. waiting for the ping to move, and I thought it must be a really comfortable spot outside Portugal. <laughs> Just lay on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> it's a green, it's, it's, on the beach. It's, it's, oh, green, it's, it's, it's green on the on the maps, isn't it? We could go. We can go to Portugal. <laughs> we can actually go and try and find her. Oh my That's god, fantastic. she's died, mate. I'm so sorry. I've got loads of these websites. I mean, to be honest, been nothing to do really about that. So, um, so she's got away, that, boys. I should yep, have shared cheers. my screen. Yeah. So that's 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 the uh, that's shark tracker. Anyway. Oh man. I, I'm. Yeah. That's a fantastic website. Jesus Christ. How's uh, how's life, old man? How have you been processing? Um, oh, you know things. I, I think you're first, a very wise man. You've given me some very good advice in the past. So I'm, I'm oh, very curious you. to see how you've uh, you've processed things. I, well, I think at first I, I thought I'd come to terms with it because I didn't lose as much as a lot of people, but it's all relative, you know. For me, it was quite quite significant, and and um, yeah, I was like, you know what, I can wipe that out. That's fine. I think I was more pissed off with with the lack of integrity and accountability and all the things that we've talked about, all those buzzwords mm-hmm. many times over. But we're now in the process of buying a house, or at least trying to, and um, it's it's impacted that process quite significantly. Um, and 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 I think when we when we started putting offers in probably a couple of weeks ago, it really hit home how, how much that money would have helped. And I think at that point, it it really kind of sunk in, and and it, it was kind of like delayed shock to be honest. And and I think if you go on, I I don't post much on Twitter, but you probably see that I was I was a little aggressive to begin with, but I've probably become more aggressive in the last few weeks. Um, yeah, it's, it's have, you, have you found out that it's it's gone in peaks and troughs as well? Like yeah. when, whenever someone posts something like big on on um, on the timeline or whatever, and then you're like, oh shit, yeah, that is fucking shit. It all just comes like, flooding back. Yeah. It's, it's like a trauma, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it takes time to process, and and those peaks and troughs become more and more infrequent, don't they? So over time, you know, it'll come flooding back, but less so each time. I mean, the, the time between will be much longer. Um, I. I I, I'm similar to Panda in that I I spent most of my day, even though I work full time, most of my day researching youth players, researching players to do with IPDs, 
absolutely everything you know like like you said changing managers transfer windows rumors i have i still have my twitter list set up for tabloids transfers mm. all the different ones and i still go on there occasionally i think it left a massive massive hole that i, I don't mm. think i've been able to fill at this point it's it, it's a bit of pro and con really because that that's that's a con but i guess one of the pros is i think so many times and i think you've touched on this in the past panda where my kids have, have wanted a bit of attention and i'm i'm in the process of researching a player or i'm mm. i'm you know trying to find the right point to sell during a game and i'm just disregarding them a little bit and not the, giving them my yeah attention. that's the saddest thing the number of times that i was at a park and casually checking my phone or um you know those announcement they used to make like the smdp announcement or mm-hmm. ipd doubling you know we're all around our laptops and then as soon as the announcement comes out we're chasing our tails plotting them and it's you don't realize the number of hours that you haven't been fully present in the room or distracted mm-hmm. by football index and that borders into the um i guess some people from the outside the gambling addiction aspect of it which obviously isn't great but it, it is something that i've always loved sport and watching it even without money on the line and um yeah it, it was a fun game um and I even when you lost say. money you know this as i said at the start andy like this was this isn't about gamblers lose money because everyone need we need winners and losers and that's all part of the fun and it's a recreational hobby but it's uh Yes, yeah, the research element of the game, and I, I, it might sound foolish, but the money was second, always secondary to me. It was the process that I enjoyed. It was the mm. community, the process, and and the things that we just touched on there. And I think, you know, it kind of came full circle because I, I every Friday I give my son my undivided attention. We call it mm. boys' nights, and we'll do whatever he wants to do. You know, whether it's a mm. Switch game, a PlayStation game, we go out for a walk, whatever he wants to do. Mm. That night when that news broke, I was set on pets zoom i think it was on this zoom and oh. we were we were waiting the announcement thinking you know divs are going to go up or it's going to be something significant and i was mm. sat with him and i wasn't giving him my attention and then that bombshell hit with mm. divs decreased and looking mm. back on that it, it kind of it just sums up the impact that it's had probably on my yeah. family's life and the, more, the last couple of years yeah and the more i watched that video with mike when he says oh, there's things that you probably want to hear about i can i can imagine uh nasdaq you know they've got no intention of implementing anything with nasdaq that was all just brand management to try and you know they're building their own tech it wasn't as big as they they, they let on and market makers well they had none they they'd already met begbies the administrators maybe mike hadn't but don't let I don't think just because he wasn't at the board meeting, I find it very hard to believe a CEO of the parent company wouldn't have any idea of the finances and just be completely blase to it and ignorant to the fact. So maybe he can hide behind the law and he would have known what was going on. This may be a little naive and quite flippant and I wouldn't want anyone to act on this, but where I am right now with the CVA and those proposals that were draft yeah. proposals that were in the documents, I'm kind of of the opinion of fuck you, you should never run a company again. Let of course they shouldn't. One. That business, yeah, yeah. Burn it to the fucking ground. CVL, uh, CVL it, liquidate everything that they've got, get Hadron out of their hands, get what we can back, as little as that may be, pray that um, this public inquiry might come back with something and, and pay out, but it's very unlikely. But one thing that should not happen is the, these people should never ever have any form of ownership in a company again they've just that they have destroyed people's lives and their families mike's kieran's all of those top people neil kelly i think it's neil kelly they've taken money away from my family 
and all of our well, families listening. By the way, that that athletic article where we talked yeah. about stock market with the space him. Fuck yeah. that guy, Jesus! They've they've taken money from our families and they're enjoying our money now. And maybe they didn't come to burgle our house and rob our house, but more or less they they've done it metaphorically. And that's very hard at times. You know, I'm not I'm not going to suffer with anger issues particularly, but you just feel foolish. And sometimes it catches you there at night, and you you watch that mic clip, and you just think to yourself, God. It literally just lifted money out of my pocket, and they had no intention of paying that bet out. Carried all that, we carried all that risk on those bets. The Adam Cole statement today, as well, as part of the reasons, uh, you know, it's quite roughed up to do it because the tone and lack of self awareness in that statement. I mean, he's obviously been advised by. No, that's just an advice. That's a cold, articulated message where just everything he just hopes washes off of him and he's not going to put a foot wrong and it's legal advice. Well, we shouldn't be surprised by that since day one, lack of accountability, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's shameful. And, and I actually feel some shame as well because that, over the years I've had friends and I've never, fortunately, I've never convinced anyone to put any money in. And I actually, over the past year, while it was still up and running, I, I told people not to because I wasn't confident, but I never thought that I'd lose all the money. And, and I might be a complete fool for that. And and I've and I've fell for it hook, line, hook line and sinker, but I yeah. never ever thought that that money would be completely gone. I always thought, you know what? Maybe I can lose ten percent and get it out. Maybe I can yeah. lose twenty percent, but I can still get it out. Yeah, and I and I thought there was just enough. I mean, you know, I used to have back and forth with Vespasian. People out there that didn't particularly like Sancho, I never. For, for those that are interested, he's had another good season, but I don't watch any of his games anymore. And I find that absolute agony to hear about his goals and assists and his performances. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I thought there was enough contrast of opinion that there was enough mixing and matching of bets and just enough revenue for them. But they just completely run it into the ground. And um, no, sure. you know, not only have they burgled the house, as Chris B says here, they shut on the doormat on the way out. And Mike's popped back in and stuck a sardine down my office radiator. I mean, that's the level of these people. So he might have hidden something in your beard, Andy. He's probably scrambled a few eggs in your beard. Um, Andy, you look like the type of man who likes a pig's head. You eat pig's brawn? Pig's head's cheese or not really? I've never tried it, but I certainly would. I remember when I was out working in San Diego for a couple of months. um, I went to a Korean barbecue place where they had like the table had the the thing, the grill built into it. Yeah. And, uh, they kept bringing different cuts of meat and everything. They brought over pig intestines. And oh. I, I, I tried them well done and they were absolutely delightful. Were and they? I tried, I tried them rare and it took me about half an hour to eat them because they were that chewy. It was, it was R- a bit much. Oh, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> much. I reckon in 30 years time, here's a panda prediction. You oh know, I'm God. nine out of 10 with these. I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll eat You're them. nine out of 10 on like 30 year bets. Uh, well, one of the ten I got wrong was was particularly costly on Football Index, but <laughs> and, uh, the other nine are quite good. But um, I don't think we'll eat meat in thirty years' time. I reckon our grandchildren will look back and they'll say, "Do you know what? That was barbaric. I cannot That's believe weird, you, you as granddad and grandma ate ate meat." I weird, think I've started reducing our, our family of like that. Our household are starting to reduce. We still eat meat, but we are yeah. starting to look at alternatives. Yeah. And yeah. Also, I, I think, yeah, yeah. When I was out working in Amsterdam, they have a vegan junk food restaurant. It's actually called Vegan Junk Food Restaurant near Central Amsterdam. Oh. And it oh. was absolutely some of the best burgers I've ever had. Really? I'll make a little note of that. Do I'm you like, know what? Yeah. I've, I've, I've had Beyond Meat uh, sausages. <laughs> few weeks back i think i was telling andy beyond is, is good yeah that, that's good fucking expensive but i just i didn't think they were that good mm, interesting the burgers are okay opinion um 
did you watch the documentary? Uh, the Welsh one? Yeah. No, I did not. I didn't. No. Uh, how, Tell me your thoughts, thoughts on it quickly, Andy. Before I, don't, I don't think there was anything new in there. I, no. I think it, it Did was it paint this in a good light? My concern was looking at it. You know, people... It was, yeah. It, it came from the perspective of, you know, these guys have been fucked over, basically, and, mm. and they, they've run away with the money. Mm. But it, um, I think it, it, it serves a purpose to raise awareness, um, definitely. I think it was only half an hour long, something like that, and I missed the, the first bit. I, I missed a bit about Lee Day, and I believe that was quite good. Um, I did see him turning up at Adam Cole's old house and getting kicked out by a very angry and aggressive gardener, which was quite... Oh, did they? Was it yeah. like, uh, did Adam still live there? FI gardener, apparently. I, I don't know whether Adam lives there anymore. The gardener said... <laughs> was it FI gardener? <laughs> Probably. He said um, he said that he doesn't live there anymore and that only idiots... Oh, so he didn't say... What was his line? He said, why would I invest in football index? You're investing in nothing. It's all just imagined, like made up. And, and things like that is what the groundskeeper was saying as he was mm. removing him from the property. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's worth a watch, but I don't think you'll learn anything new in it. It's just... I think we just have to remain patient. And, People are uh, waiting for the, the the fake documentary, aren't they? Yeah, can't wait for that. <laughs> who's going to be the guy from that fire festival? The one who has to suck the guy off to make things happen. <laughs> Probably Panda, to be fair. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have you got anyone waiting by the way we don't fun. we don't stay as long oh, as you fantastic. like we've got no one to wait for does that mean we can talk about how amazing West Ham are and how, how fantastic the season's been for Spurs and Arsenal uh, well I mean look, you can talk about you can talk about West Ham and Arsenal as much as you want I'm, you're not going to get any bites from me I know how bad we are <laughs> <laughs> West Ham though I tell you what got some players there and what David Moyes has done there is, is fantastic to be honest with you I've um, got a question for you yeah. Do Arsenal for both of you? Do Arsenal finish above West Ham next year? Panda. Um, probably depends on if the comings and goings. We we'll have to see the ingoings and outgoings first. Obviously, but as things stand, as today, things stand today, I would say no. Okay. By how many positions? What's although? Although actually, you know, although you do have to give a points advantage and not playing Thursday football. Mm. I know West Ham can rotate on Thursdays, but I've read so many coaches talk about the impact of travel and just the yeah. fact that some of the backroom staff have to do yeah. jobs and study some tactics. It just takes a few percent off the preparation for the weekend game. And that is far from ideal, I think, playing Thursday football with a fairly thin squad. You know, anything of Lingard, great. Rice, although you carried those injuries really well. There was a game where Leicester played. Sorry, Leicester went to your ground. And I think Antonio was missing. Uh, yeah. There was Antonio, Declan Rice and someone else. And that was when Lingard, I think, scored a couple. And he won 3-2. Something like that. Yeah. And it, incredible. That was the, the resilience there. But no, to be fair, now I've realised about the Europe. And Spurs knocked Arsenal out of that new Cup Winners Cup format. So Arsenal don't have any European football next year. I'm going to flip reverse my answer because I think that being involved in that European competition, if the squad isn't right, is worth eight to 10 points. So I think Arsenal will finish above West Ham by about four points next season. By four points. What about you, Pat? I think we'll come above you. It's very rare that a team outperforms their position massively Mm -hmm. and then does it again the next season unless they make... Big, big improvements to the squad. How many points? Six. 
Shall we have a little? Shall we have a tiny wager on it? Go on. So I will. I will offer a tenner for Panda, the okay. plus four handicap <laughs> for West Ham. Yep. And a tenner to you for six plus six handicap. I'll take it. Right. I'm making a little note of this in my little betting book here. You'll never see my face again. I am Adam Cole. <laughs> The second that's quarter. what this is you're taking on bets you've got no intention of paying out this is classic Carl this is I mean you, you set me up again uh, right Arsenal mine I'm taking Arsenal minus four on the handicap fine yep. done okay I'm confident because we're, we're, I think we're in to sign Christian Benteke so yeah, that'd be a good I'm sign would it he, he did all right. Didn't he? I think Streaky. He can offer something behind Antonio. And in 30, wasn't it? But I think if we get him in on a free for squad depth and then invest again in another striker, but spend a bit of money, I think that. I think you've done a terrific job, seeing as we're rambling now. Before we head, uh, the the Lille manager, is it Christoph? Oh, Christoph is it Gart- Gart- yeah, He's going Gart- to Nice as well, Lille isn't he? He's going to Nice, isn't he? And I didn't realise the Nice owner is a property uh, magnet in the UK, owned really very wealthy. So I guess he's going there for a payday. Because that's a phenomenal achievement with Lille, with that team winning the league. And I was surprised to think of he's going to Nice, who were kind of seventh. That's quite a step down. I'm surprised he did it with Jose France at the back. I mean, he... he that's unbelievable. He, and we signed him from Southampton, and, and he, he never really performed for West Ham. Yeah, yeah. It's been a really away. unique season. Lille haven't won it in, what, a decade plus. I think Atletico mm-hmm. in Spain won it in 2012-13. Inter. Inter for the first time in probably nine, ten years. Yeah, I and think it's a decade ago. Yeah, then there was probably one other country I was thinking of that also won it in. Uh, who would it, I don't know who it would have been. Was it Portugal? Oh, yes, it was. Sporting. It was sporting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do any sports betting, uh, Andy, or nothing really? Do you, like, <laughs> no. do you, do you watch much football? <laughs> so, yeah. Anymore? I, well, I, I would say that I probably don't watch as many games, but I'm still on Twitter. I'm still on. So for score, checking the scores, oh, seeing who's painful. assisted, seeing who's scored. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing it like, um, like, like a habit. playing FI, basically. Yeah, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy having the football knowledge. I, I like, you know, yeah, whether do. it's in work, whether it's my brother-in-law, and he comes, he starts talking about a league, and I'm like, oh yeah, that team, that player. It's just an like, interest for you. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it fascinating. Have you looked at any other products? Obviously, the landscape has changed. Got, I think. If I'm honest new. with you, I've every spare penny that I had was an FI. I, I, I am breaking even every month at the moment, just try, just trying to get buy a house basically. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. And you said that. For, yeah. 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 And, and, and it's, it's disappointing because, you know, I look at products like sober and I, and I think I'd enjoy it. I just, I don't have the money. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm yeah. treading with a lot of caution on things at the moment. I think a lot of people yeah. just don't have the, 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 the get up and go against do it. Cause it's Especially after about ten weeks of lockdown poker with with Perry and those guys, and I don't think I won it. I think I won. I placed once in about twelve weeks. So um, after being rinsed on that as well as FI, I, I definitely don't have anything left. Hmm. Um, oh well, let's see what happens with Begbies and they did, the the High Court last week didn't even decide what date they're paying out. So we've still got to hear about that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Whether it's using uh, day they cease trading or day they lower dividends or recent finding i don't know there's a few dates knocking around so we'll see what comes out this week we will i think if you guys do this podcast it should still focus on football i know there might be a bit of a conflict for you there with some other podcasts that you do but football focus should be should be um 
the one. It could be the spine, can't it? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm all for learning about new shark websites with dead sharks <laughs> in 2014. Yeah, to be honest, it, the, the podcast... So the podcast would be centered around becoming a better human being and, yeah. and delivering. I told delivering you it's a sports comedy talk show without the comedy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Andy, thank you very much for calling in. Thank you so much. Take mate. care, boys. Talk soon, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Who have we got? Who's next? Johnny says, Sorry about the poker, old man. Uh, hello. Hey, hello, how's it going, fellas? Hey, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you guys? Not too. Ah, oh, Martin. Sorry, I've replied to your line. WhatsApp. I just it's just hit me in the face that I've still got an outstanding WhatsApp from you. <laughs> Fig, tell tell Martin how I'm, how bad I am at WhatsApp and how the words can't really describe how bad no. So it's WhatsApp. No, I'm pleased you called in anyway. How you been coping with everything, FI wise, and how's your anger levels as these documents come out? And I'm especially keen to hear from you because. We've had many chats about the business model, and I want to know what you think about that balance sheet and how dis, you know how dismayed you are with it. So just spitball and go for it. Take us wherever you want to go with that lovely shiny head of yours. <laughs> yeah, look, I think um, I've I've processed quite uh, quite quickly. I think the shock and oh, the okay. anger, and I've been able to able to park that. Um, uh, it took it took a little bit of time, uh, and yeah, those first first few weeks immediately afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think was, was was tough for any for everyone. Yeah, um, it, it, it's left a hole in terms of uh, you know enjoyment of football slash betting, you know, an activity. Um, yeah. But yeah, at the same time, you, you do try you find other things to do, and you spend you know, more time with family, don't you? Yeah, that's the reality. Um, mm. I think in terms of yeah, the document that came out, um, the court bundle. Um, mm. I spent sort of a few re- reality a few days going over that and yep yep um i think what for me we there were people with you know people so i think i'd, I'd shared with um uh i think either, at least fig if not um you as well panda i've mm. done some projections on the accounts um yeah. and i got the revenue pretty much uh spot on uh, in terms of 53 million in uh, in 2020, mm. um, and the dividends was pretty much spot on, and the marketing spend was pretty much spot on. The bit that was miles out was the overheads and the additional costs that they were running in terms of you know index labs, all of index labs, and how expensive that was, and then um, yeah, the gaming. Uh, uh, revenues as well, the uh, taxes, gaming taxes. Was that was uh, that about four million though, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was about four million, wasn't it? Still big, I mean, wasn't it though? Because it, it was yeah. a negative. It was a negative in prior year accounts, and yeah. then I thought they paid it off, and it actually hit as a cost. They accrued for yeah. it, didn't they, the year before? Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, oh. but yeah, that that was it. Was it was the scale of the overheads that surprised me? Right. Um, how surprising on a scale of one to ten was that, Martin? In terms of, you know, uh, did you, how this is like the opposite of lean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it was, you know, sort of roughly double uh, what I was expecting. Um, yeah, they were heavy, heavy overheads uh, they were running. Um, so on, yeah, you know, for me, probably, uh, you know, seven or eight. Really, in terms of how mm. uh, how heavy so, it was, and you mean hadron in the main? 
yeah, the IT. Yeah, yeah, primarily. The, the big, yeah, primarily. So they were trying to scale up and they're taking advice to scale up. But at that point in time, COVID hit and it ruined their their plans, basically. And then it was just what one lie after the other. Is that how you see it in the best possible light? That, you know, they had ambitions to scale up, to build some new, like a new tech stack. And they were using our money to do that. And they just need, they almost ran it like a bit of a Ponzi in quotation. They just needed more and more money. Like there was a massive cash burn rate, basically, which isn't that unusual for a young fintech company, is it? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, um, yeah, what, what got us all is that we assumed that they were being responsible in terms of, you know, putting some money aside to be able to pay out bets in future. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing, and that they never, you know, clearly weren't doing that. Like you say, they were well, buying. Do you think, like, Sam Rock, so the auditors went in, and do you think they said, if you're not going to put three years or a year on the balance sheet, then you need to change your T's and C's and make it so you can change within 30 days notice. And that was their get out just to keep such little back. Because when I saw an affiliate link, they did speak about, you know, they take on a hundred quid, 67 pounds, 50 goes to a dividend liability reserve. I have seen that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it never was in the accounts. They were never doing it. No, no, definitely. Um, I think they, where they ran themselves into trouble in terms of the business model is is all of the mismanagement across the course of um you know the second half of uh, well really definitely across the second half of uh, of 2020 um mm-hmm. and you you, know, you can probably go back to um you know when covid hit and now in hindsight how responsible the uh, uh media madness was at the time and they because they ran it in march and then they ran it again yeah. in the summer didn't they yeah uh, um, but yeah, th- th- another thing that actually jumped out was how expensive the bonuses were. Mm. Um, oh. and I think you mean um, the trader bonuses? Yeah, yeah. They were right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think I it was a, okay. yeah around around six million um, oh. through mm. through twenty twenty. Mm. I think probably the other thing that hurt them in that regard is that early doors that money was probably getting put back into put back in in terms of new bets, mm. but actually later on um especially after they moved to an order book system one i don't think people were putting as much money in and back in and two if they were they were only buying off other people rather than not buying new bets Mm. Mm. big problem there Um, do you think and what about the forensic accountant any any hot takes on that in terms of the, the the accountant that stepped in from the gambling commission what they were looking at what they were I'm. I, I can't believe that the gambling commission, uh, eat, that they had someone, a forensic accountant, on the inside, and allowed it to run from July 2020 when they were running uh, in a deficit and as an unsustainable mm. business. That I can't believe. Um, it's bad enough. And, they, that, and, and these accounts, this is Sam Rogoff, and I keep going back to it. It's a bit boring, but. Didn't the pen to paper go down in September 2020? Mm. I think they got their latest account signed off. Uh, Z Dave will know this on September 20. And as an ex-auditor, when you know you have to you have to monitor from when you finish the audit to when you actually sign any significant events post-reporting, or there, there, there's some there's a lot of audit procedures you have to look at. And it's like if they were running at a loss, July, August, through to signing those accounts off. How were they passed as a going concern? 
You know, how, how with all those, I just can't understand it. Um, yeah, that, that's a fantastic point. I hadn't actually, uh, to be fair, I hadn't actually picked that up, but that's a fantastic point that, like you say, um, they should have been, yeah, the auditors should have been aware of, uh, of that kind of thing and, and ask serious, serious questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, you because you finish your maybe maybe Sam Rogoff, you know, they 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 shared the office at one six seven Bloomsbury Square, wherever it was, and then or the towers, and you can imagine them doing their audit procedures when things were rosy potentially back in the summer, or I don't know when their year end was, but yeah, I just can't see how she'd have signed off those accounts as yep. being able to meet future liabilities when they had outstanding capex requirements. You know, imagine what they'd have had to put down in terms of cap capex capital expenditure in terms of IT infrastructure. You know, how are they going to fund that? How much money was in the, unless they, they got a letter of support from the parent company, which said, you know, if we're in big, significant trouble, there is money here. I mean, this is what needs to be unraveled. But Yeah, it's that kind of information, isn't it? And it, even then, um, oh God, a letter of support, I'm not, yeah, they, did, they needed the, I suppose ultimately they needed the, the raise, didn't they? The 35 million from Oakvale that never came. Yeah, but they said it did, though, to Cedars investors. I mean, you know, I wasn't a Cedars investor, but I feel just as bad for those guys because apparently they were completely yeah. trapped. They were never offered a penny to get out. I mean, at least we could sell some bets and try and get out a few pennies to the pound. Another yeah. thing that's really upset... CJB's just said, what about the Fast Track 100? Yeah, well, the, 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 you see, the issue is that... I don't, you that would have been time, a very soft uh, yeah th- i don't even know if the if the sunday times are interested in auditing those figures or how hard those numbers were and they may have well been in profit they just want clicks, yeah right? those are all, yeah. all about clicks. they're not there to check uh the integrity of the numbers particularly the sunday no, times they would have been sent across that set or a set of management accounts at the yeah, time which and all, with, all it would with, have said yeah, with maybe some agreed upon procedures from yeah. an accounting firm a letter just stating that it's fairly accurate you know because otherwise we could all send in figures to the Sunday Times and get our company published. So there'd have been some loose procedures. They may have been in profit then, to be fair, because it looks like shit hit the fan from COVID onwards, really. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You know, and what was I going to say? Sorry, the other thing. Uh, I lost my trick. Never mind. Sorry. Gonna say something about, no, 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 don't worry. I was going to say something about signing off the accounts, the deficits. Oh, it makes me upset as well. Guys out there now that will have cashed out a lot of bets. So, Let's say you panicked when dividends were lowered on that Friday and you cashed out your bet. You now don't really have much of a legal footing to kind of try and claim back because they're just looking at current open bets when the company went into administration. So by them lowering dividends on that Friday, Weasley, they were hoping people were going to cash out and run away and try and just sell. Allowed to trade after that. Yeah, that's how mad. people isn't it crazy like because i because a lot of people like i tweeted didn't i i did the, the the i think accidentally set off a bit of a tweet storm didn't i with the um the the whole they were you know they were talking to administrators before this video or whatever right but the very fact that like they were in the they were probably must have been in the administration process when they did that um the, the reduction right and they let people trade deposit after that it's just well, uh, also, also, like you know, Martin, for accounting, the old like, I thought when you open discussions for administration, you have to cease trading. I don't understand how they could continue trading. Maybe they didn't officially enter it. I guess that might be the loophole there. But I yeah, I, th- I think that's probably how they got around it. Just yeah, on that yeah. on that point though, yeah, if those, if those board minutes on the on the fifth actually mean anything, and that the both gambling commissions wouldn't allow them to suspend trading. 
then serious question marks there as well yeah. by, by gambling commissions. Um, but just cycling back to a point about the profit, profitability, mm. um, they barely took any revenues from about October. Um, okay, yeah. You know, they were minting fairly low levels. And at the end of the year, they um, only just uh, went into a loss. So if they'd have continued at the run rate that they'd seen through the year, they yeah. would have made a significant you know, profit come the end of the year. You know, you'd have been talking sort of five, six, seven million if they'd have been able to achieve revenues of you know maybe seventy million, which is roughly what it was, what their revenues. Say were. that again. So, so back so, end of twenty twenty, you're saying they're running at loss, and that's when they IPO'd like Musiala and all these hot yeah. prospects to try and get some revenue booked. But yeah, so right it, at the back end of twenty twenty, I would yeah. say that of the fifty three million revenues that they booked. Um, they booked very, very few in the in Q4 because uh, when the when the new order book came in, they substantially stopped minting new bets. Mm. Yeah, they they only minted. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the year, so yeah. Oh, then they started jumping the queue. Yeah. yeah, minting their own bets. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but that fifth so that fifty three million of revenue was earned through nine or ten months. Mm. If you if you annualize that and mm. then take the profit margin off that they would have made a good profit in 2020 if the business hadn't have ground to a halt yeah. or ultimately if they hadn't changed their business business model yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah and the sad part and as sentiment spiraled negatively more and more missed deadlines people starting to cut and run and start taking dividends out versus keep it in obviously yeah. rivals and competitors popping up it was just chip 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 away chip away and they just bled and bled and bled. I mean, I'd also love to know what was behind, ultimately behind the need to move to order books in the way they did with the well, that, 300 or 900 valuation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in those meetings and why they were pushed into that and what happened. Yeah. And they never put instant sell back on, did they? I mean, that was, I just, we'll never know now, but if they'd have put instant sell back on, I, no, I don't think the business could have, survived anyway in the long run because the issue around even if they were lean and operating well they'd have come at a point when they got their odds wrong and they'd have been hit but it's just around you know it could have been longer but i guess that's irrelevance so, yeah i mean the, the funny thing about instant sell is if you actually saw the depth behind it there was there would have been absolutely correct, no no correct behind it, it the was comfort just that correct the comfort the that that gave people comfort, as i've yeah. said so many times yeah. on the pod before that Neymar, when the Champions League final not, when Ray, Neymar rape case, uh, allegations, he went from 14 odd down to nine. If you'd have actually seen when you were cashing, it gave people comfort that there was a pink button to instant sell Neymar, but he yeah. dropped five quid instantly. There was nothing there to support that price. Yeah. But it yeah. gave people a false blanket uh, that they could trade recklessly because they could always cash out. But ultimately, the cash out was never there. And once the curtains were pulled back, yeah, once we yeah. saw how threadbare it was behind the scenes and how thin confidence was lost, wasn't it? Very uh, devastating ending. Is that any crypto, Martin? You struck me as a sharp kind of cat. Dabbled a little bit. Um, I've moved on to, I've got a little bit in, uh, in Soira. Um, oh, have you? And, uh, okay. Yeah, I've been doing a bit of uh, a bit of crypto. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Brilliant. All right. Martin, we've got a couple of guys on the line, so I'm yeah. going to have to let you go, but thank you so much for supporting thank us. You so thank much, you so much, Martin. Yeah, cool. Take and, care. Uh, yeah, yeah, pleasure to see you doing well. Look forward to keep chatting yeah. to you. Take it easy, guys.
You too, mate. Bye-bye. Right. Good lad. Yes. We got next. Two people in the queue. Damn. The, the late joiners. The kids yeah, I've got about 12 minutes. You've got about 12 minutes. Shit. Okay, let's get these through these two quickly then. Hello. Hello. Hey, David. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. You? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. The famous ZI Dave. <laughs> This is the this is the infamous ZI Dave, you know, Panda. I've just this is the guy I've been tracking. Right. Okay. Yeah. You've been writing some excellent <laughs> stuff in these groups. I've been voyeuring you and trying to pick up and learn from you, uh, from your ex background in FS. So what are the hot takes? What are you bringing? What come on, fire them in. You can't even think. Hello? Hello? You're it sounds like he's away. talking in. Really it sounds like he's talking into his racing helmet. Dave, 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 you're coming. Hamill, come on, Hamill, come on. What's happened, Hamill? Turn YouTube down, David. You've got a delay there. I can hear. I can hear. I can hear you twice. Yeah, yeah. Turn, yeah, turn, turn off YouTube. Mute, mute YouTube. Turn YouTube off. This is classic. This happens on Talk Sport. Yeah. Uh, when people okay. leave the radio there running. We go. There and they we listen, go. they're listening to themselves on the radio and they don't realise they got through live on air. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, yeah that's, that's better. much better. Okay, well, I can't see welcome. you now, but you can hear me. Yeah. I can brilliant. hear you perfectly. That's good. That's good. So thanks for having me on, firstly. No, no, no. It's an absolute Honestly, pleasure. a pleasure. You're probably and... the smartest man in, in the community right now. Well, one of them. Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, Jack of all trades, Master None, but I've got a decent background in terms of sort of banking technology companies Ah. and i've had a bit of time as well in terms of being self-employed so i've put that to hopefully reasonably good use in terms of uh posting loads of sort of information on facebook etc um i mean in terms of i think you guessed previously have hit some of the nails on the head i think right if you strip out all of the crap that they've spunk money on, you know, okay. nine, million, nine million quid on marketing, they've got 700,000 registered users and only about 30,000 have got more than 10 pound in there. So, mm. you know, you know, so why have they not managed to get a bigger penetration of these registered users? Um, 11 million quid uh, LP001 has wasted, you know, I think I on the balance market sheet. Market makers was, are supposed to make money, aren't they? Well, I mean, I think I think they put 11 million quid in 2020, then appear to have liquidated it for pence in Q1 before administration. You obviously to try and shore up their finances. Mm. Nine million quid goes to Index Lab. There's 30 million gone before you've even, you know, I've had a chance to have a sip of my team or I've just brought me in. It's just farcical. 20 million dividends is actually quite good value. Um and that included, obviously, the uh, double dividends and, you know, five times IPD from September. So what I think is that there is actually a sustainable business here if it's run properly. That's what I believe. Um, it's just a question of what the CVA or whatever the proposal that comes out is actually going to show us and who, if anybody, is prepared to put some money in because it needs 10 million according to their forecasts. So the co- the core betting business... As I thought, so it makes me feel a, a fraction better. I was looking around the community and involved in lots of debates. The core betting was operating okay in terms I, of bets taken, bad bets versus good bets, um, cashing out. You know, that was operating at an okay level, the core business for you. 
Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of uh, gambling companies are offshore, so it's very hard to get their financial information. That's um, yeah, yeah. So um, bet index isn't isn't unique in that. No, in that. In that um, no, that's right. That's that what we said before. Yeah. So bet three six five. Obviously, everyone's heard of. Uh, I looked at their accounts. Obviously, a, mm. a massive firm yeah. turning over billions of pounds. Yeah. But their actual margins are only five percent. Yeah. Yeah. So they pay out ninety five percent of their bets. Mm. Football Index, even with the increase in dividends last September, were, well, they didn't save anything back, obviously, as we now know, but their gross margin was still 32%. I think they were looking to uh, to set aside 67.5%. Yeah, wow. That was on that. Well, apparently they did. That was on the affiliate document. They said they yeah took a hundred and sixty seven and a half was dividend liability reserve that which I've which I've saved in my folder on my laptop. So I've been putting all this together, (laughs) as you know. Dave Blake. Yeah. So um, get away from him. No, I'm everywhere at the moment. I've got too much time (laughs) in my hands. But I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of sort of born out of sheer frustration at how the company has failed so miserably and so quickly it's just mm. competence um i don't think adam cole's stolen nine million quid in fact i'm i'd probably put my mortgage on it um i don't think mike bowen's got a load of money um i think kieran rowan has escaped scot-free at the moment in terms of the backlash uh, back, the backlash and the feedback on twitter i think the best thing we could do as a community is to come together and take it off their hands I do. I just, that's I just, what, but that's what they want us to do. I that's think what that's, they want us to do. But like to take what off their hands? This is a dead business. Well, it's a dead business if you spend. No, but it is nine million quid. Who, who's gonna Who's gonna invest money into this thing? Who's gonna run it? Um, How are you gonna get the odds makers and the team in to get the odds right of all these thousand footballers on the platform and monitor that? That's the challenge. <laughs> That's the only challenge I see, and I haven't yeah. been able to figure it out yet. I mean, I know what you're saying. The 11 million on LP001. I mean, I saw them. They operated Caleb Hall and a few other sort of double. Well, That's right. Double yeah, barrel name, yeah. But then they spunked a lot trying to support Odegaard, and then he got the patella tendonitis and he crashed. They they were really quite reckless. It looked like they were operating that without any football knowledge, yeah. and they were trying to set walls or trading them. knowledge. I would say both. Yeah, they yeah. had no football knowledge by the looks of it, and no trading knowledge. Now I, they didn't know. No, they I'm didn't. I'm not traded by background, but you know, I've read um, things in the uh, the action group we're we're all members of, and a few other bits. And you know, people talk about uh, you know building bid walls, etc. That's not my of expertise. I can't add any value to that in terms of this conversation. But it would appear that I think there was a um, there was a podcast with Fi Boise, was it? Yes, Who I yeah, think, yeah, I was yeah, thinking I'm, of him. And he was he was very eloquent in terms of how he described it. And you know, I'd give him eleven million quid to build, um, you know, uh, a liquidity model and a, and a market maker that isn't could it, work. isn't there a poison chalice now, Dave? Why would Fi Boise, very successful market maker in the city, go and do this? Well, that's well, that is the challenge. Potentially, is. potentially taint his name forever if it goes. But down again. I don't think it's that. I think Boise could, but. David, think about the knowledge you're going to need, right? Say you've got me sitting here who specialises in the Dutch division and the Bundesliga. You've got Pep in maybe top six Premier League. Yourself, David, who's like, you know, a Burnley fan. Like, How can that team of odds compilers and market makers <laughs> control the market and get the odds accurately so they don't get hurt and abused by traders? Um, well, that, I, I mean, 
the odds though aren't set on an hourly daily basis i mean you're setting odds once a year by way of a dividend table but they should have been re they should have been resetting it like they, they let all the old legacy bets continue to be paid out on new dividends I wonder oh, if they absolutely. Could have, I yeah, wonder but... if they could have had new bets. So this is the new dividend chart for next football season and new bets from this point will be paid out on this dividend chart and they adjust the price up or down depending on how the business or footballers are doing. The Maybe. only price you'd have to get right now, I think, is new IPOs and then obviously minting new shares. Yeah, because uh, otherwise we set the price, don't we? That we're happy to trade we that, and because of the dividend decrease, and then obviously the uncertainty around their financial uh, well-being, you know, if they just decrease dividends and, and said actually we're financially strong, we we're there's the money we've got aside for the next three years. I don't mm. think prices would have crashed as much as they did. They probably wouldn't, David. But is it engaging? Because I know if I can't get big money in and prices aren't moving that much, then it's like well. How do you keep that engagement factor then? You know, that's the other problem. And you've also got this saturation point in the UK. I said to figure a long time ago, they needed to get global and crypto would have done that for them, although they would never have had the expertise to do that. But if you look at SoRare, instantly they, they mint a card and you've got people in Malta, South America, um, you know, North America, European countries all vying for that card. It's just such a cheat code. Yeah, well, that's what Hadron's designed to do, isn't it? Yeah, but even then they're bound by gambling laws and that's strict in Germany, other countries. But you're right, that is what had... Oh, there's hu- there are huge challenges, uh, not just within the UK, well, in the UK market alone. Especially alone, t- tainted, I mean, especially now with the new legislation. With, a ta- with the tainted brands, with, you know, oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know I've mentioned 35,000 active traders who, yeah. are probably to a man and a woman, to, <laughs> to quote Adam Cole, uh, yeah, are all yeah. seriously pissed off. I mean, I'm seriously pissed off. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how can we all get our money back or have the best chance of getting our money back. Yep. Is yep. it going to be litigation? I don't know. I don't trust the process. No, I don't. No. I, mean, no. I don't trust the Gambling Commission to say, you know, we we fucked up massively on behalf They of won't guys. say that. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there Even is a, though they had a QC there is an independent, in there as well. There is an independent review, though, isn't there? There is. I the think government- forbid, look what happened to Hillsborough this week. We shouldn't bring that up, but... You see injustices consistently. I mean, not, yeah. not I look, I'm not saying it's going to happen. No, you know, that's saying. what worries me and concerns me, that everywhere you look, there is so much wriggle out of it. You know, black morally, and white, though, isn't there? There is morally, so much in black and white there well, in ammunition. But you can imagine them saying, well, we had the best intentions. We built the tech to be able to scale the company, to grow it overseas. We've done everything with the best intent. You know, Sure. He increased dividends every every year, and when we did increase by thirty percent, they demanded more. I can imagine them using every trick in the book to try. They will paint be, us, yeah, at, at, to try yeah. and paint us as the greedy, entitled traders that you know, you know, just wanted more. Well, more Adam said them. behind the scenes a few times, like we have to take something back at some point. It's been too good for too long, and he was yeah. aware of the greedy customer base. And OJ got off, and they found the glove. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I, I, so where do we go from here then? So Begbie's will run its school. You think the best chance, your own opinion anyway, is that the best chance of a financial package that arrives back to us is a relaunch? Well, yeah, under, it would have to be a new brand. I think they've already, I mean, well, they've taken the Football Index brand. Sold it, apparently. They've sold, yeah, it's gone. So Index Labs have given a charge to an American uh, Based BC in Florida, company. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's based in Florida. Well, it's registered in Florida, based in right. Delaware, and the guy is Canadian. So he's got a... He's, he's Nothing gets past this guy. 
um i right well, i looked him up on linkedin i sent him a message saying what's your plans and he hasn't replied <laughs> um, <laughs> no no one replies to me um <laughs> i'll reply so i go yes going out the pub <laughs> in my old days um yeah. but joking joking aside i mean he they they've got a, a huge sum of money six billion quid funds under management they've got a gambling firm of you know 220 million uh dollar acquisition they made so they've got the the, the compliance side of things they can call on. They've got the expertise. It's just a question of whether he's just wants the tech and to take football index and launch it as football index with the NFL in mind, because that's football for them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or whether he actually wants to actually use us as almost a test for the North American market. Cause that's where I think Adam Cole got his head turned. He went over to see NASDAQ. He realized how expensive it would be and he wouldn't only take, he thought, sod this, I'll do it myself. And, Starting in January 2020, you saw a massive recruitment drive. I didn't notice it at the time because why would I? But going back and looking at their LinkedIn, they took on like 55 engineers at 80,000, 90,000 each. Yeah, you know, so suddenly, really. you look at the. Um, but that was when times were good to start. That was before COVID hit. Wasn't well, it? I think literally they. They, they got to a stage where in March they thought, we're committed now. We have to continue yeah. with this project. We have to turn off instant sale because the, there would have been a run of the market. Oh, there was um, on that day. Yeah, when there, we, yeah, yeah there was. exactly. It was and I had noticed spreads were starting to widen anyway. They were. They, there was some they, chat amongst yeah. the community about that. Yeah. Um, um, so they were looking to start to protect themselves. And in a way, I don't disagree with that. I think that to make a bad bet and to get out at 94 95%, was too generous oh for sure yeah so they they had to start winning more bets and you know when it went to order books i you know i, I moderate the facebook uh, one of the facebook pages or the facebook oh, yeah. page and i said you know we're going to start losing money we can't all win anymore yeah <laughs> you know we you know we're all like a tight community but there has to be winners and losers if it does relaunch you know as shareholders and as gamblers investors whatever we call ourselves there's going to be there has to be more losers than winners, I think. Mm, correct. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people have got the, um, I don't know if they, they've got the stomach and the appetite for it. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Is it, is it fun enough and engaging when, when majority of people are losing? That's always going to be their challenge, but that was actually yeah. really interesting. Mm. Thank you, David. I would actually like to talk to you more, but I have to, uh, uh how long we got fig? We've got one uh, more. Per- oh, we've got two callers on the line. So oh, I'll, I'll be able to do one of now. I'll, I'll be do one now. of them. I may DM you, David. Very interesting. Yeah, do that, please. Yeah. Nice Cheers. to catch up, you guys. Thank See you, David. David, no, thank you so night. much, mate. Pleasure. Good night. Night. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Who have we got on the line? Uh, Ian Broderick. Broderick. Oh. <laughs> wow. This is quite the... Uh... Would I call it an honour, Panda? It is oh, an honour. I sincerely hope not. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. How are you guys? Not too bad, not too Did bad. you hear the start of the show, Ian? <laughs> What's that? Sorry? Yeah, I did can you, now, thank you. Did, no, sorry, did, did, you hear the start of the, did you hear the start of the show? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. I've, been, uh, I've been tied up, so. Okay. What was, yeah. the, what was the start? Oh, no, I was just saying, you know, mentally how people have been coping and um, how I had loads of energy to go into it and then just sort of crumbled and it's been very difficult. Still stings to this day, but now's a good time to kind of re-emerge and singing your praises, actually, along with a few others in the action group, what have you, and how hard 
we're all working with well, you guys, not me, are working behind the scenes and how it's just incredibly important to keep a spotlight on things. But, you know, what? what's your, um, I don't know, what, what are your takes? Where do you stand with things at the moment? Well, I mean, I, I mean obviously, I, I don't want to sort of go over ground. You, you've gone over it. So I'm sure you've been on for hours, so you must have you must have covered most of it. I mean, I was I was really wanting to to just have a chat, and I wanted to pick your brains, Panda, your sort of accountancy brains, if you can still remember back that far. Because have you guys talked about the the detail of of what's going on with like the court bundle and all that sort of stuff? We've been into bits and pieces. I mean, I've picked up around, I've picked up a question mark around, you know, the big six audit firm versus Sam Rogoff. I've picked up around, I think the last accounts were signed off last September. And why didn't they do any audit tests in terms of, you know, going concern, um, you know, what was happening between July or when they finished their audit work versus sign off because they were a loss making business at that stage. So we've picked up certain bits and pieces of it. Um, we just had Z Dave on who spoke about, the money wasted on LP001, Index Labs, um, marketing, the 20 million dividends. So bits and pieces, but what particularly did you want to dwell on or, or well, dig into? I, 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 no, well, I found something, I mean, I just thought it was quite interesting looking because mm. they, they they published a, a set of P&L for Bet Index, which had yep. year-to-date figures in it. Yep. And looking at it, they they under the, the, the sort of revenue section, they booked, I mean, for the year to date, it was something like 47 million of profit in inverted commas for basically peer to peer trades. So they had the futures bought and futures sold as pluses and minuses on that. And, and everything, you know, if you look at the accounts all the way through, you know, you've got in that year, obviously, the, the nine odd million that was spent to or paid to index labs and everything yeah. else. Yeah. But you know, of that, you know, they, they've got a sort of gross turnover of 53 million showing. Yes. But of that 53 million, 47 of it was nothing to do with them. It wasn't remote. couldn't remotely be booked as, as revenue or could, I, I guess that was my question was trying to understand if, you know, if you had any sort of understanding of why that would be booked as revenue and in P&L. I will, I will have to, Look at it the way I looked at it quickly, and I just saw it was very crude way of accounting where they just netted off bets sold and bets bought, and then they just booked that as a gaming revenue, and then took off the dividends, yeah. and that was that was what they were basing their gaming tax calculation on, which is where they paid just over the, the, just the four million in the current year. But this, um, but this is very much P and L loss, isn't it? So, or, or sorry, not P and L loss, P and P and L accounts. So under income, mm. I don't understand how they they could possibly book the difference between. Oh no, was it not under cost? Was it not under a separate line like cost of sale? Was it not quite under there? Uh, no, no, they've got so they have income, and they have a line for commission. Yeah, then they have future bought, future sold. And you would, I mean, you would imagine under income, it would just purely be, in, it would be well under and- under under revenue though. You know, if you work, if you're in retail, you you sell a you you make a, a sale of a, an iPad or something, you book that five hundred pounds. If the customer brings it back, it's a reverse entry, which also goes into revenue and nets off. You don't put a customer refund into other operating expenses. So I think they're treating no, bets bought and these sold. These are peer to peer, though, aren't they? 
I mean, the only the only sort of revenue they're going to receive is on on minted shares. So, so I think the way that it has to work to some extent is is a it's, bet, it's a really good question. Bet, I want to bring it up. Bet, is a bet closed? Where, okay, so Ian is for FI. He sells me a player for ten pounds. I then sell that player to Panda for nine pound fifty. Does that mean that FI have closed my bet? And they have netted fifty and opened profit. up a new one at nine pound fifty, and opened the new one at nine pound fifty. Isn't it? Do they take ten pounds revenue and then have fifty p profit on that first transaction? I tell you where it'll be. I don't it'll think be, that makes sense. But it'll, like, be, in know, account, it'll money, be in the accounting policies. On the accounts, on the revenue. Goes, in that scenario, Fig, the money goes from you to Panda. Yeah, absolutely. It, it doesn't absolutely. go anywhere near. Um, but but in terms of, they have to pay different taxes on winning bets and losing bets if that makes sense. So every gambling company in the UK has to pay certain taxes on a bet that is a winning bet, uh, that they, that they, or, or like, yeah, that the bets that they take on, the ones that are losing bets, they have to pay more tax on, I think, or something like that. It's something like that. I don't, but, I don't even know exactly. But I mean, the works. point is these are open bets. Yeah, so yeah but, they're, but they're reopened, right? I'm well, trying I don't to know if they are. What, what are you happening? Because is... they are. They're on a three-year contract, right? Technically speaking. But you, but all you've done is buy that contract off Panda. You bought the original contract. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they. But it's renewed. It's not have... the original. It's not the original contract. It's a renewed contract. Well, I mean, this three-year thing was obviously a complete nightmare. Anyway. <laughs> but sorry, I mean, I'm you... not. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just genuinely asking questions here, right? No, I understand. I mean, and, and that's why I'm asking because, and I'm not. I'm not. You know, if you look at if you look at sort of traditional P and L, the 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 income that comes in under profit would be income to the business. Yeah, yeah, that would be your turnover. Yeah, I'm just so you don't know what page it was on. Do you by any chance? <laughs> Oh, okay. The P&L accounts, and no, that doesn't matter. I'm going to... Oh, I think I found it, actually. Oh, it's no, about 180 it. something, probably. Yeah, I've got uh, Index Labs, uh, Age Payables. I mean, I'd be... I've been critical of Sam Rogoff. I'd be shocked if they got this wrong, because booking revenue under accounting standards is... You know, that's the top line. That's well, where I mean, all your significant... I mean, I assume that I'm wrong, but it's it just feels to me as though... If, if I was just talking about a standard limited company mm. you would take the you would take the income that they receive and the only income they receive is commission and the income from minted shares they're not it's getting because the, the money that's peer-to-peer you know in theory your £9.50 you paid Adam for his share goes you know he can withdraw that that goes yeah. into his cash balance yeah that's true but I guess yeah it's yeah i don't know it's so weird isn't it i'm still, well, I'm still just, trying to yeah, find it it's not the index it, account is it no. no it's the best index account yeah uh, i think it's hilarious. pretty sure it's like 100 page 180 something oh i know where i'll find it on the actual bundle index on the hearing page oh sorry that's what i'm talking about the court bundle sorry. yeah no I'm, I'm in the court bundle <laughs> so no i'm in the court bundle but i was on the wrong let me just got the balance sheet of bet index limited which is on page 267 Index labs and subs from 186. Here we go. Riveting listening. For, this but is interesting. It's got profit. Yeah, this is fascinating. I'm sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> no, no, I find it interesting, it but, but poor others won't be. Uh, but no, I just want to see. It'll be in their accounting rules, and I want to really read how what, what they're saying. In their, sorry, in their accounting well, policies. 
I mean, what it highlights to me is how massively loss-making they were. Because, you know, even booking, you know, if you look at the, the money that they spent in 2012, and you've got the, you know, 16 million of operating costs, and you've got the, the money being splurged everywhere, but they haven't got anything like the revenue that's needed to pay for that. Mm. I'm not sure about it's that. Clear. I'm going to check this, Sorry? and then we're going to talk. To- Are you around tomorrow, Ian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I, I think we're, we're getting to the end of the show. I just wanted to um, kind of commend you for all the FI Action Group and and and, and talk to you a little bit about that. That's um, it's been some really yeah, sterling no, sure. work. Cause yeah, let's been, end on that and give people you know a slow update. Well, you've I, been kind I, of. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm a very very small part of it. I think the the, the majority of the credit needs to go to ASP, Westy, Tim Long. Mm. I mean, those guys have been phenomenal, you know, in terms of collating evidence for Lee Day and, and mm. working sort of tirelessly to try and, you know, get as much information as we can to Lee Day to, to the extent that they, they're sort of swamped with it. So, um, you know, I, I, I sort of chip in where I can, but I'm a very small part of it. So uh, I think the important thing is that, you know, that really struck me is how well the community have, looked after each other mm. and, and you mentioned about the mental health stuff and everything else and i think you know you know we should all be very proud of the way that we've come together and supported each other because everyone's going to have good and bad days and you know when you're having a bad day knowing that there's people around that you can talk to absolutely is really important and mm. i think you know the, the community as a whole need to 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 be very proud of what they've done there mm. Mm, well said. I think that's a really nice. Sorry, sorry. I was just saying, was there anything with the FI action stuff you wanted to to ask about or talk? No, about? not not nothing in particular. Honestly, I think you guys have just done such sterling work. I just wanted to shout you out, to be honest, and and, and commend you for such great, great work and meticulous kind of determination to continue even when there are lulls in the kind of people start forgetting about it goes to the back of the mind and then those court documents get released i think i started a bit of like a, a tweet storm with a couple of tweets and people get up in arms again and it, it seems to be like the 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 crowd seems to be in kind of this lull and then up in arms a lot, which is totally normal. Right. Um, but I mm. think to be able to continuously work really hard in the background and keep chipping away is, is much more difficult. Um, so well, uh, I really, I really I, commend I think you guys that, for that. Well, thank you. I mean, also I should be remiss not to mention Matt's our cousin. Oh, absolutely. Great just, guy. I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, he has been the, the, the person who has achieved the most, by far out of any of us because he's the guy who's got the contacts in government and who's been able to to push for the inquiry and to you know he's got the contacts with the journalists and you know he's arranged the funding for the initial investigation with Lee Day and mm. so on and it's just been I mean he has been absolutely amazing he's and a star. He's a star. I'm not sure I'm not sure people fully appreciate just how extraordinary his help has been here because yeah. it's not an exaggeration to say none of this would have happened without him no no really you know, he no. really super super busy guy as well but will always answer you back will always give you a call when you need him etc really great guy yeah so, i mean yeah it, it's just you know it's, it's actually really sort of inspiring sort of seeing all these guys in action and, and just seeing yeah. the, the the amount of work and progress that's been made and lee day i mean again you mentioned it's very hard because there's so much work going on that it's just boring legwork. I mean, they're going through, I mean, again, the community have come through in spades and 
delivered a ton of evidence that, that has had to be put into a timeline. It has to be analysed. You know, they're looking at trying to, to find every possible avenue of redress for us. And of course, that takes a lot of time. And we just have to be patient. And I know that they're, they're hoping to um, have some sort of communication with everyone within the next week or two, I think, just to sort of give everyone, you know, pretty much just to draw a line in it and say, well, look, here we go. So, I mean, hopefully we'll have some news from, from Lee Day in, in the relatively near future. Mm. Um, but, you know, again, they've been fabulous. You know, Paula and Nicola and all of the, the team there um, couldn't be more supportive and, and more helpful in, in their sort of dealings with us. So, again, you know, massive shout out to them. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, ultimately, I think that the message is stay positive. Um, you know, if something can be done, it will be. So. Mm. That's it. And even if things are quiet, um, things are still happening. Things are still happening with panic. Ian, with ASP, with Tim Long, with the name Westy. I mean, you wouldn't believe the chronological timeline of evidence and events and people popping up and saying, "Well, you know, do you, do you remember this statement Adam Cole made?" And then people trying to dig Westy's that out and it. think He's about that. You know, the... everything's there, so no stone will be one, left. One thing, one thing I would ask actually, I don't know if anyone, I mean, if people are still still tuned in after that boring segment on accounts, but um, <laughs> it would be it would be really helpful. We're trying to track down some terms and conditions, um, historic terms and conditions. So we, we're trying to find terms and conditions from 2018 or 2019. Um, and, you know, we're, we're obviously turning over every stone. But if anyone has got historic copies of that sort of stuff kicking around and, and haven't come forward, then, then it would be great if them. they could. Please do share them with... Uh, what's the email? Sorry, uh, brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. It'll be on the FI underscore action Twitter page. I haven't got it in front of me. But... Brilliant, brilliant. Well, if you do have those, then uh, do share them on Twitter, please do. Uh, or email them to... You can email them to me, footballindexguide at gmail.com or um, find the FI action email. Uh, brothers, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's been a pleasure. No, um, uh, and thank you, guys. It's Really good to hear both of your voices. Are you going to be coming back on a regular basis at some point? Uh, I think we might do, yeah, the spin-off Pet and Panda cast probably maybe two week, two Thursdays from now might be the first episode. Just need to get a few things, a few irons in the fire and a few things in, in, in a row. You need to, you need to brush up on a little bit of popular culture. Oh, well, isn't it the whole point of the podcast that I don't know anything about popular culture? Well, no, surely you've got to learn something, like watch some films or do something, please. It's got to be not, some background I'm, I'm, I'm busy being a mogul, right? Come on. All right, okay. Ian, I'll check you tomorrow around the accounting piece. Cheers, Ian, thank you. Yeah, great, Adam. Just give me a shout. I'm, I'm around, so. All right, I'll give you a shout tomorrow afternoon when I get up. Cheers, Ian. All right, bye-bye, mate. Take care. All the best, thanks. Well, that's it. Well, that's it, isn't it? Well, look, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll edit this tonight. In the, I'm feeling really run down today. Actually, I was feeling bad all day. And uh, people have been comment, uh, complimenting you and how you look. I know. It's Hi, James. Actually. Yeah, people have been uh, saying you know you look Wheeler. good and stuff. So, Looking, uh, Jimmy Wheeler's there. Oh, you've retracted it. That's yeah, nice. Charming. Oh, charming. Really and talk to the guy and snakes off. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll try um, do. We'll try do another way. Well, not one of these, but a, a proper. Panda we'll see yeah 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 weeks we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens in a couple done. of weeks what, what would yep. you want in like a podcast artwork um maybe sort of four spikes with adam mike kieran's head on um <laughs> who's on me. the board <laughs> a card um <laughs> had john himself 
Has there ever been <laughs> Dr. Hadron himself? No, I'll tell you, I'd have. I'd have Tom Salmon on the fit. On the <laughs> I'd poach my salmon. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, okay. Seriously, what would you actually have? I, I, I don't know. You're Some, something spot, pandery, yeah. wouldn't it? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, panda holding a sharpie, something like that. Doodling, yeah. um, doodling a laptop. You know, some, some, something, yeah. something funky. Represent me not knowing anything. That I could put on a t-shirt and um, I it was fucking outrageous. Do. If I traded, did you see someone call me Dave Miliband in the chat? Who's Dave Miliband? He's Ed Miliband's brother. Oh, let me Google him quickly. Unbelievable! Outrageous shout! Can't believe. I don't that. think you do, really. Nah. <laughs> not really. please for the love of god give me some respect you look, you look more like ed miliband than dave Fuck off. that's even worse yeah. <laughs> um, right should we call it a whole yeah let's call it a day i'm off brilliant to bed thank time. you everyone for tuning in i think there was only over 150 people the whole time so that's pretty impressive considering uh there is no more football index but uh, you know here we are um we'll keep you posted on what we do with the yeah. spin-off show and maybe have something for you in a couple of weeks but thank you so much everyone for listening have a great day. Uh, if you've got any evidence you need to submit, submit to FI Action and uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, you only get one body. So, uh, yeah. And if you need to speak to someone, uh, DMs are open, etc., uh, etc. Et Thank you very much, etc., etc. Thank you very much, etc.